Welcome to Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. This show is dedicated to the LGBTQ community and their friends. Join us as we discuss ongoing issues and continue to explore the life within our great community. Hello, this is Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. Today we have a gentleman from Washington, D.C., well, also from Alabama, Miami, all over the place, Jackson. Uh, is an entrepreneur, and he's uh, would like to remain anonymous. Uh, this is a fictional name, so I'd like to talk to you, Jackson, about like your life, about being uh, growing up, uh, is, uh, you know, in your community and all that stuff, and how it was for you to assimilate into the gay community uh, from where you came from. So, tell us a little something about your background, sir. Hey, Doctor Jones, thank you for having me. By the way. Thank you. But yeah, actually, uh, grew up in Alabama and um, you know played sports all of my life. And from there, I joined the military. And then from the military, I began to travel. And um, and yeah, I am a trained athlete and with a very entrepreneurial spirit and career track record. Mm, that's great. Uh, so, how, what was it like uh, growing up in uh, where you were, Alabama? Um, what was it like growing up knowing you had the secret, you know, black man um, who uh, was, you know, wasn't going to follow the right, whatever, correct path? I don't know if you have any religious <laughs> background or anything like that, that but you must have. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was just trying to finish a sentence. Um, I guess you're saying uh, growing up there and not following the template that they created for me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> for, for all of us, Actually, not just you, but for all of us. Yeah. Right. Actually, um, it wasn't so bad. Um, I guess luckily because I was a, um, good athlete. And, um, and I say that because it allowed me to shine in other ways right? and to get praise, you know, um, from the community and, um, and the things that I knew, about myself as far as like um, curiosity and um, inner knowing, I kind of, I guess, suppressed it, you know, to fit in with mm -hmm. my environment and peers. Right. Well, I've always talked about this in my other shows about how the, the, uh, the prom king or prom queen or the, foot, the, the quarterback or the football team, even though, you know, they always passed because they excelled in other areas. Uh, so no one was suspected <laughs> that they were gay you know, or lesbian, um, or transgender, exactly. or any of that. So, uh, so was, I guess it was a pretty easy um, growing up in, in, uh, in your community and, and Alabama and uh, school. And, and then what prompted you to go into the military, and what was that like for you as well? Well, um, and then just to back up a little bit, not that it was easy. It's just the fact that um, I think that people had more to balance and to um, – and to and and more boxes to put me in instead of just saying oh he's different i think um you know my successes um like i say was just a little louder than um you know some of the things that um was a lot more different about me um i never pretended i was always authentic but um at the same time um i was always highly respected and celebrated um right. one of the reasons that i went into the military um, it's because I had the um, privilege to be in junior ROTC um, ever since ninth grade in high school. 
And I actually um, highly looked up and respected my instructors who were military retired. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had an early insight on what the military life would be like. Mm -hmm. And it's a conscious decision, you know, that I made throughout my high school years. Uh, what, what branch of the military were you in left for the listeners to know? United States Air Force. Wonderful. And what did you do with the Air Force? I know what you told me, but to, uh, let them know. I was actually in a um, rescue unit. Um, we were like the Navy SEAL of the Air Force. Wow. So you saw some quite a bit of action. Yeah. Um, probably more than most who joined the Air Force. <laughs> wow, wow. Were you, were you in Afghanistan? You know, yeah, actually had to go there twice. Wow, yeah, my, my nephew is also he's a marine, and he was in Afghanistan uh, for a couple, for more sort we call him sorties. Yeah, I'm sure know. he saw a lot more action than I did. Oh uh, yeah, a he had a, he had a, <laughs> as they told me, he had a like headbutts. No, he had a like butt with the gun, had to hit somebody in the head who was coming at him, uh, but for for not for to attack, but it was like, you know. Scaring, scared him. Right. So you know, it didn't know what to think. But uh, right, he, he has those that was, memories. That was more their norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Listen, it's wonderful, uh, and I'm meeting you. I met you at a, a bar called the Eagle. It's uh, it's a well-known bar, leather bar in uh, Manhattan, with my friend Seth. And uh, you know, you were very, very friendly and outgoing. Is that something that you've always had going on for you? Very friendly, outgoing guy, and you're very fit. Um, I mean, I guess exercise is something you do quite a bit in order also to make you feel good about yourself like you do. Well, actually, um, thank you for saying that, by the way. However, I do think that um, I guess the outgoing and personality that you're speaking of, I guess it is a part of me, but right. I have not always, um, you know, have been able to easily express it because of um, just certain um you know, walls uh, internally that I had to tear down and certain insecurities that I had to, you know, learn my way out of. Right. So it's always been a part of me in certain settings. Like, that's the side of me, you know, my personality that my family and close friends know of, but um, the outside world, it wasn't always so easily to convey, right. you know. But the older, you know, I um, come and the more knowledgeable that I became, I learned, you know, how to um, always be my true, authentic self. So now it flows a little easily, easier than, um, you know, than I could remember back in my earlier and younger days. Yeah. And then as far as me being uh, fit or whatever, thank you for saying that as well. But I think that's just part of me. You know, mm -hmm. I've been uh, playing sports since third grade. Wow. And, um, and it's just a more natural, that's my natural habitat. What sports? Um, actually, what sports were you in? What kind of things did you do? Um, track and field, football, basketball. Wow. All of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Listen, also, I just have to ask, and I heard some, it's been a, quite a few reports lately on the news, uh, especially on the talk shows where they talk about, uh, when they do talk about LGBT issues, in the black community, it's I've always I keep hearing that it's been really specifically difficult for black men to be um, accepted in the black community um, as a whole because of these uh, the stigma. Is that true? Is it seems to be more difficult for the for a young black gay man to feel comfortable uh, with his community than it is with the white gay male in their community? 
Um, if I had to make a guess, I would say yes, it's probably true. And only because I, from my understanding that, you know, um, the older generations was a lot more ignorant in that area. You know, they was pretty much taught that, um, they was taught to, um, and bash one another and, you know, think that being other ways than a certain way wasn't okay and to, um, you know, turn against each other and, and not accept each other in, in certain circles because of certain yeah. circumstances or situations or yeah. behaviors. Exactly. Behaviors, right. so, yeah. so it's something that I think um, that does have to be unlearned mostly. Right. Right, you know, in the community, but I think you know we're making we're making trades as far as um, this future generation, right. um, in my opinion. Well, sometimes also, you know, people who are abused or uh, picked on or uh, discriminated against, they sometimes try to find other groups to discriminate and be hateful towards. Um, and, you know, and I know that the LGBTQ you know community has faced that. From Jew, you know, it doesn't matter all different types of religions and different communities. But I also, you know, I was surprised to hear it from the black community because I thought they'd be more sensitive. But it seems to be that they, they you know, they are also prescribing to this kind of, oh, the, the, those people, they're they're against God, they're this and that. Did you ever find that with family and and in your community that you were against God if they if you were able to? Because right now you're you know, using a, an anonymous name. Um, to, to protect yourself, uh, but again, is that something that seems to be more prevalent in your community? Uh, actually, I think growing up like Southern Baptist, right? That's um, what I, mean. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think there are a lot of um, labels and um, and and certain and certain stigmas that people try to. Um, Bible whip you with. Wow. Um, That's a good word, Bible whip. Wow, okay. And so, um, so I, like I said, I think it all just goes back to um, teachings that was um, embedded in our forefathers and ancestors yes. that are still, you know, it didn't get there overnight, so, you know, it's, it's not going to go away overnight. No, it won't. And it's one of the, um, it's one of the opinions and voices that are allowed to be heard, you know, how sometimes if um, if certain things are being said that's the betterment of certain groups or whatever, it gets censored, you know, like for instance, um, you can go on TikTok and IG and you can talk all day about, you know, um, you know, sex or getting over or violence, but as soon as you talk about health and wellness, your, your account may get flagged. You know, or um, wow. if you talk too much about political stuff, you know, right or left, um, you may get flagged. So I think it's, it's been a uh, conversation that has been allowed to have um, be had. And, um, and that's a big part of the hurdle, I yeah, think, in uh, my personal opinion. Uh, makes very much makes sense, very, very clearly. Thank you. Very eloquent in, uh, in what you're saying. I agree with you. And I, you know... I have a hard time at the Catholic Church. I'm I'm a Christian. I'm, uh, but I just you know I was molested by a cousin who ended up becoming a priest, which was very confusing for me, and I still can't. I want to, but I have a difficult time embracing my, the Catholic Church. You know, even though the Pope came out and said, 
you know, that the gay community, or the, I think he didn't say homosexual, but I think he said LGBT community should be loved and respected, uh, which I really appreciated. Um, again, it's just, but it, the religion, and it's also the people's mindsets. It's just so painful sometimes, you know, and also going to a yeah. church alone. I'm not with a partner, you know, and I don't want to stand out when I see all the families right. with their children. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. And so I pray. It doesn't have to be home. like that. I know. It, it, I know. Exactly. And the thing is, it, it, and I think, you know, like you say, I don't feel like, you know, it's just, like you say, one community or one race. We all have our different taboos right. that are, um, you know, keeping certain people and certain spirits in, in um, like, um, like encaged, you know. Yes, yes. It keep you know like keeping us from growing, but on changing the subject to a lighter topic. So I know Thank this you. is tough. <laughs> I know I'm feeling the same thing. Um, what do you love about the gay community? What do you embrace about being a, a gay man, a proud gay man who uh, lives his life fully and completely? Tell us about that. Uh, Tell that the people need to hear that. What are you um, getting I'm away from totally that? Transparent and blunt about it. I would just say um, living your truth, mm-hmm. um, your true authentic self. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like you just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to take the blue pill, you know, and not the red pill. So it's, it's just, a, I think that um, for me, it's, it's just a sign of strength, for one. Mm-hmm. Because um, nobody chooses to go down a path that everyone doesn't, um, you know, agree with or whatever. So it takes a strong person, first of all, to be able to say, this is who I am. That's very you know? good to hear. And, and young people need to hear that. That strong person, not a weak person, a strong exactly. person. Exactly, of course. Yes. Of course. To face that Definitely. adversity that even though it, this mainstream culture seems to be embracing us, um, I still get a feeling, even when if I mentioned it in my classroom about, I mentioned that I, I wrote a, I do a gay show. All of a sudden, quiet in the room, you know. <laughs> because it's, like, it's, it's fear, fear is attached to that. Because why, it's like, why, what, Jay, why, Jackson, well, why, you know? A big part of it is because um, what media has been up until now, you yeah. know. It's yeah. like, what do you say? You like, do you stand up and be the principal and be like, no, you can't say that, or do you stand up and give a hand clap, or do you just say, yeah. okay, let me see what happens? So yeah. I think it's more so like people people are waiting to see what's next, you know, or like, okay, yeah. let me see where this is going. Yeah. So I don't think it's something that people naturally just um, makes a person like hate, frown, or laugh, or cheer. I think it's, it's like we're in a, we're actually in a good place, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right now in the world with mm-hmm. the conversation and topic because it's a conversation that, um, you know, has been suppressed, has been taboo on some levels, you know, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. now the conversations are needing, that are needing to be had, are finally being had. Right. I mean, and, I, and the black community is still struggling. There's still like, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff that's going on right now. And as well as Me Too generation, as well as, you know, gay liberation. I mean, uh, again, this, what's going on in Florida about they want to don't say gay. You know, you know, which right. is, is what and, I'm hearing. And all that, yeah. I mean, all of that stems, every one of those that you just named are social media virals. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Those are all the terms and hashtags that um, the powers to be behind these platforms have allowed to let it go, let it ride, let it go, let everybody see it. So it's like, for me, Black Lives Matter is almost like 
is an embarrassment that we're having that conversation in 2023. I agree with you. And I'm, I'm still, I'm tired of hearing gay, gay liberation and about, you know, or rights for gay rights and, and, uh, for, uh, and for gay marriage. Right. I mean, that's... Now, we should be hearing more about right. the kid who wore the spelling bee, you know, in the last spelling bee, <laughs> whether he was black, white, gay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's, what, that's what the news should be. Do you still... Do you ever struggle with co- discomfort with being gay? Like, you know, sometimes, again, you don't feel comfortable. Like, for instance, now, you know, cha- you know, talking to us and having a different name. But again, you know, it's still... Does it... Does it still in within you make you uncomfortable in various situations and with different people? Do you ever feel mm. like you're encumbered in some way? It's I don't feel the freedom to really be myself wherever I go? Or do you feel um, you do? Are you well, used to, yeah. nowadays, um, not so much. Okay. More so, um, you know, in my younger days when I was still trying to figure it all out myself, uh-huh. trying to figure you know, what was on the other side of, you know, an adulthood, other side of, you know, um, military, other side of being a civilian, you know. So I think I was, a lot of it was um, learning and trying to walk along the guidelines of all of the entities that I've been under. Um, you know, um, one of the reasons that I'm using a alias in this particular moment is because, um having this conversation publicly has not ever been something that I had been wrapping my mind around or getting prepared for. Uh-huh. However, you asked me to do a podcast the other day no. and I said, I would love to support you. So, right. um, this is I think and I appreciate that. that yeah. Yeah. We, we need more like that. We need more. I mean, there's still hesitancy even here at the university to find people who, you know, say, Oh, I'd, lo- I'd definitely love to be on your show, Dr. Pellegrino. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's a struggle. Sometimes it's a struggle. But yeah. in, well, know, I'd like I, to say, and it's not, it's, it's not about what we want or how we feel. At the same time, we still have to um, exist in this world right. that still control or still can have effects on who you are and what you and what you feel. You know? Yeah. So, um, so it's like some things are out of your control. So even though I'm comfortable. Um, talking about it, it doesn't mean that um, that's not going to stop my next, um, you know, connection or collaboration or deal, you know? So, right, right. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we still have miles to go with the conversation and with the um, the liberty of it all. Yes. But so for me, I feel like for me to get on here and have this conversation and, um, me not saying my government name, I feel like that's the least of it because I'm doing the most of it by having a real authentic, uh, transparent conversation. I hear you. I hear you. And speaking of that as well, I wanted to ask a little bit, what was it like being gay in the military? Did you, I mean, were you there during the time of don't ask, don't tell? Or is that at that time, was it more free? Could you still be yourself? Could you re- use your authentic name? I mean, with, and, and with, among other gay people? Yeah. Um, it was definitely don't ask, don't tell. Okay. Um, when I was there, it was easy for me because I wasn't, um, I wasn't acting on it. Okay. Um, I really, um, those, those scenes in the shower, no shower scenes or anything like that. Anything, none of that ever happened. You know, Uh, none of that ever happened. Too many of us in the shower together. That would have been like 
th- that would have been like a PR PR um, <laughs> stunt right. in the middle. <laughs> All right. It was sixty of us showering together. So if wow. I ever did anything, it wouldn't be in the shower. <laughs> But anyway, how was but, it like? Did you ever? Did, so you really couldn't be yourself. You were living an alias. No, you? I was being myself because okay. it was it was just like being um, with the football team in the showers, ninth grade through twelfth grade. So for me, it was like it was my norm. Okay, like I said, I suppressed, and um, but at the same time, I um, I would be myself, and it's not like I had a burning urge, like oh, I gotta have sex with somebody right now because they guys and I'm naked. And, no, that's not my mindset. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure. a professional male and I know how to control myself. Okay. So, um, so a lot of people respect me and I had a lot of friends, you know, uh, straight friends, you know, and to this day, my very best friends are straight. Right. And, um, and that has never been an issue of me not being able to control myself around them naked. Okay, great, great. I understand. I, I can understand the same thing. I don't. I personally don't never pursue a straight person. I only. I've only. I never had to bother because I've always been around a lot of gay people. So. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't pursue gay or straight unless I'm in a gay setting. You right. know, if I'm exactly. in a gay setting, I mean, because the average person that I deal with, you wouldn't even know that they was gay. You know, yeah. unless right. they were in a place where gay people are. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your plans for the future? I mean, I, is there? Could you talk about that a little bit? What are you are looking for a relationship? Are you looking to, you know, have you been in relationship with another man? Yeah, I've been in relationships, but um, in the future, I can't say that I'm looking, but um, I'm open, you know, to what comes my way. But yeah. but right now, I'm kind of focused on, you know, um, you know, career planning, you know. Um, thriving above inflation mm-hmm. um, that I think is going to hit even higher levels and um, and having fun not saying that oh I'm just focused on my just trying to you know make money and survive inflation but no I'm just saying like I've been in you know time slots where I have you know uh, focused on trying to find you know partners or relationships and um, and it can consume you. Not saying that um, not saying that it's not worth it, but as of right now, it's like I have a different focus, and I know how to have fun when I'm ready to have fun. No, I know you that. do. I know you do. <laughs> uh, listen, um, we're coming to the close of our show, and at this point in the show, I always like to ask my guests, what is something you want to tell to the younger generation, the young LGBTQIP? And, and their friends, people who are also allies. Like you say, you have straight friends. What is something that you want to impart from your own experience? How old are you, by the way? I'm 40. 40. Oh, you don't look it at all. Um, and, and what I would tell the younger generation is to get in touch with your inner self, mm-hmm. know who you are, mm-hmm. love yourself, right. um, contemplate on what you want to be in life, and go after that and do what it takes to be that. And most importantly, um, to anyone that's close to the community that I'm not a part of, I would say just um, educate yourself. That's wonderful. As a professor and an educator, I I definitely subscribe to that. Um, So uh, what are your plans for this year? I mean, other than, uh, you know. Just uh, are you gonna you have a planning to move to New York? You're planning you stay you're happy in Washington D.C. 
Uh, how is it in Washington, D.C., by the way? What is it like there? It's very political. I love it. And oh. right now it's cold, and it's okay. Oh, it's cold here, <laughs> but too. It allows, me to, <laughs> it allows me to put on my clothing that I was not able to wear in Miami. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, I just plan to make a lot of money and keep getting smarter. Being that entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Oh, yes, yeah. I understand. Well, listen... <laughs> Jackson, it was a pleasure talking with you today, and I thank you for taking the time, you know, to share your story and, and inspiring words and what you went through, the, you know, the struggles, but also the, the joys of being a oh, part. Yeah. And, and again, this show is all about uh, being gay positive and no more gay shame and to get, you know, and I especially like what you said about um, what, the Bible beating and all that stuff and also about how you have to be your authentic self. And that's something yeah, we all strive to. Yeah, Absolutely. Happiness is in the freedom. You know, anything else would be uncivilized. Wonderful. Good words. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure <laughs> to talk with you, Jackson. I wish you all the best, and we'll stay in touch. And thank you for being on the show. This is Talk It Out with Dr. Vince. It's a pleasure to work with, talk with all of you today, and I look forward to having more and more of you come to me on, online and to try to be guests on our show because we're looking to reach out to the community to hear your story just as Jackson shared his. Thank you. This is Talking Out with Dr.